Welcome to Phone Messages, Episode 181. Ah, da, da. My name is Paul Mason Foch. This week, I play message number 12 from Brian Omelia. The message is less than two seconds long and comes from the spring of 1990. Here we go. All do you recognize your voice? I, think I recognize you... my voice, but I can't hear what I'm saying. It does sound like I said a nonsense word. I was kind of into the Beatles and their songs where they didn't sing actual words. Obladi, Oblada. And there's a couple of them. So that's. Bonmo, Panamisa, Marimore, Marimore. That one. This is all made up shit. Did you go to concerts when you were in uh, Rock Island? Oh, there was no venues. Sometimes we snuck up to Chicago. My first big concert was Comiskey Park. I believe I was 15 years old. I did not have a driver's license. And it was The Fix. And uh, there was Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. There was a flock of seagulls, and there was the police. Yeah, it was a it was a pretty good show, I have to say. Although Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, even though I didn't think she was that bad or that she played that bad, but the crowd turned against her and booed her off the stage. I think she gave everybody the finger, and she they booed harder. And then she just, fuck you. It was kind of part of the whole disco sucks movement. You know, thinking back, I was like, yeah, why, did they, why didn't they let her finish her set? She's not that bad of a musician. I was like, damn, for a chick, she can really play guitar. And it was around the time there was this weird DJ that he was the one that started the whole disco sucks movement. But the police played great. Where were your seats? By the time the police came up, I was up front by the stage. It must have been packed. Yeah, but I was a wrestler. I worked my way up front. <laughs> was that the only concert you went to while you were in high school? I mean, there was jazz festival that we'd always go to. The Big Spiderback. Oh, Big Spiderback. That's in Davenport, Iowa. And do you have any memories of any particular bands or musicians there? They were like pro players. They were all good. I guess my memory is that we were underage and they let us drink on our blankets. And the police never talked to us about it. I told you when I was in high school, I, I went there to the Quad Cities with my cousin and... We did some kind of cruising. Do you remember this as a phenomenon? 23rd Avenue. People would take their souped-up cars. There were a lot of fights in the parking lots off to the side. That was my main experience with it. And we always said we were going to go there to pick up women. And we just got in fights start cruising 23rd Avenue and then there would be words exchanged and then you'd pull off into some parking lot and get into like a brawl and then lots of times people there were multiple cars involved 
we had our backup car behind us, and they would have backup cars. So all of a sudden, something said between two cars and like five, six cars pull into the parking lot for the Safeway that's closed or whatever. Uh, well, it was Midwest brawling. Was this a certain day of the week or? Oh, Saturday night. What's the Stone song? Oh, Saturday night. Saturday night's all right for fighting. I find it truly delightful that after 32 years, both Brian and I can immediately recognize two seconds of cryptic babble as his voice. For his reference to Beatles songs that use made-up words, I called on Chris Pearson for his encyclopedic knowledge of the Fab Four, and he told me the lyrics Brian is mimicking come from The Sun King, which uses a mix of foreign words in a nonsensical way. Now, as to Brian's concert in Comiskey Park, it turns out this was the opening concert on the police's 1983 Synchronicity Tour, and it took place on July 24th. Brian listed all the bands except for the opener, Ministry, whose 1983 single, Work for Love, had recently made the charts. He also remembered correctly the negative reaction to Joan Jett, but the reason was not her lack of rock credentials. Instead, according to a review of the concert in the Chicago Tribune, the antagonism toward Jet came because her hard rock style was at odds with the rest of the day's lineup, which featured dance-oriented pop. This dance-oriented pop was arguably the successor to disco, which gained such a negative reputation in the 1970s, leading to the disastrous Disco Demolition Night of July 12, 1979. The inspiration for the night came from Steve Dahl, a DJ who left radio station WDAI when it switched from rock to disco in December of 1978. Dahl labeled his listeners the insane Coho Lips anti-disco army and promoted attacks on discotheque venues that at times became violent. It was in this context the White Sox came up with a promotion that admitted fans for 98 cents to a doubleheader with the Detroit Tigers if they brought a disco record to destroy. After the first game, which the Sox had lost 4-1, to Dahl detonated an explosive under the thousands of records assembled in a large wooden box. At this point, hundreds of fans crashed onto the field, setting off more fires in a crazed celebration, forcing the White Sox to forfeit the second game. One can imagine some of these same revved-up teenagers packing into their muscle cars to cruise the strip on Saturday nights, much like Brian did in high school. The main drag Brian describes, 23rd Avenue, was actually in Moline, Illinois. In Davenport, across the river, 
teens cruised the ones, meaning 3rd and 4th Street, which ran one way through downtown. The noise created by roaring engines led Moline to ban cruising in 1994, putting up signs that said, Unnecessary Repetitive Driving Prohibited. But the law was repealed in 2006, since the practice had gone out of fashion. The song Brian linked to his parking lot brawls, Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting, was of course by Elton John. The Rolling Stones' similarly titled 1968 track was Street Fighting Man. Finally, the Bix Beiderbecke Festival, begun in 1971, is the second oldest jazz fest in the U.S., next to Newport, and this summer marks its 51st year. This summer marks my third fundraising drive to cover web hosting expenses. If you can contribute, simply find my username, pfoch, at either Cash App or Venmo. Pfoch is spelled P-F like in Frank, O-T-S-C-H. If you want to contribute in a different way, contact me through my website, pfoch.com. Any amount would be greatly appreciated. Many thanks to Brian for his cruise through the past. And thank you for listening. Talk to you next week.